Hi, thanks so much for listening today. Today we're going to be talking about our faith level. I'm not sure what I'm going to call my message yet, so I'm just going to tell you it's about our faith level. Let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you are good that you care about us. And we just want to acknowledge that today. We know that you're reaching out to us when you teach us and correcting us, correct us. You just want us to know. You want to reveal the mysteries of the kingdom of God. You don't want things to be a secret from us because you are in love with us and you want us to know. And so we love you. We praise you for that. We give you all the glory. We receive everything you want to teach us in Jesus' name. God is so good. He's so in love with us. He so does want to teach us his way. He wants us to win. He wants us to have all he promised to us. And so today we are going to talk about our faith level. And I want to read to you um, Romans 10, 17. It says, so faith comes by hearing what is told, and what is heard comes by the preaching of the message that came from the lips of Jesus, the Messiah himself. And so what the faith is, is hearing the word. That's what we're told. And so the word is God. John 1, 1 tells us in the beginning was the word, and the word is God. So you could say that faith comes by hearing God, hearing the word of God, hearing Jesus, getting Jesus in your heart. And that is actually what Mark 4 tells us to do. And God wants us to know that today, that our faith is really vital. Our faith in him, knowing him is a vital necessity in our walk with him. We can't call ourselves a Christian if we're not going to do these principles. And so in Mark 4.20, those on good ground, Jesus talks about hearing the word, and he talks about if you don't get this one principle, you won't get anything. As soon as you hear the word, as soon as you start sowing that word in your heart, Satan is going to come and try to take it. And then Jesus tells all the things that he's going to use to try to take your faith. And I just want to encourage you to, to read Mark 4 and to meditate on it and get that revelation knowledge that you need. And Jesus also said the mysteries of the, God, of the kingdom of God were meant to be revealed. And the disciples were asking him what the parable meant, and he told them. And then he told them all the things that get in the way. And the part I want to focus on today is, and those who are, it talks about being sown on different kinds of soil and how none of them took root, but those who are sown on good, well-adapted soil are those who hear the word and receive and accept and welcome it, bear fruit, some 30, some 60, some even 100 times as much. So notice how he says, and those sown on good, well-adapted soil. God is calling us to have that kind of a heart to have adapted soil, which means that, actually, I also want to read to you verse 9. I almost forgot. Is it verse 9? Mark 4, 9 says, He said, He who has ears to hear, let him be hearing and let him consider and comprehend. And so it's not just hearing the word. You know, so many times I think people think, okay, I'll just hear the word. And I'll do this little bit, and I'll be good. And they don't even know what they heard. 
you know, lots of times you can just even go to church on Sunday and walk away and not know that you heard anything, but you know that you need to go there and you need to listen for a time and thinking that makes you right with God. But Jesus said, comprehend it, get it. And the good soil is really that person that, as we just read, is adaptable. The good soil is the person whose heart is made ready. If you want to hear the word of God, if you want to hear Jesus, because you want to learn his way and you want to adapt to his lifestyle, that's really hearing the word. That's what he's talking about. He's talking about hearing him and actually applying it to your life, and then you become really um, a doer of that word. And when you're a doer of that word, you're in agreement with him. Oh, so often I hear people like come against that and say, no, we don't have to have faith. Jesus did it all, and we don't have to do anything. But Romans 10, 17 clearly tells us that we have to have faith. We have to hear the word of God. And Jesus said the same thing here. We have to have a heart that is good ground and adaptable. Let me read it again. These are the people that receive. The people before that, it says... They were, they were sowing along paths, and Satan came, and he took it from them because they weren't grounded, and then some people received it with joy, and then they got offended, and there was persecution, and all these things stole the word from their heart. But if you make that quality decision that you're going to let the word change you, you're going to, the word is Jesus, you're going to let Jesus change you, you're going to plant him in your heart. Those who are sown on good, well-adapted soil are the ones who hear the word and receive and accept and welcome it. So you hear Jesus, you receive him, you accept it, you welcome him. You say, okay, so in order to have faith, I have to put Jesus in my heart. The person that's not well-adapted soil is a person that says, I don't have time for that. I don't believe I have to do that. They have all these excuses. They don't want to put Jesus in their heart. They don't want to put the word in their heart and learn his way. And really, what are we saying if we're saying we don't have time for Jesus? We're saying we don't have, we don't have time for a relationship with him. Because when you hear the word, you get his revelation knowledge. You find out what he's thinking. You find out everything about him, those mysteries are revealed to you, and you're able to live in the kingdom of God right here on the earth. Living in heaven on the earth is living in heaven in your heart, being adaptable to him, being receptive to him. Being adaptable soil is having an adaptable heart. Letting him put that seed in your heart to grow you up, to change you, to be like him. It says, and those are the ones who receive the word will receive and accept and welcome it and bear fruit some 30 times as much, even some 60 times as much, and even a hundredfold as much. And before we get to that part, I just want to talk a little bit more about putting that word in your heart because it's the very thing that you need to live as his witness, the very thing that you need to have faith to believe that what he said can happen in your life. If you're not planting that word in your heart, nothing really is going to happen. You have to put the word in your heart. And so many people just refuse to do that, and they have all kinds of excuses. When I was writing my notes this morning, I thought, 
I just had this little thought of what if the soil started spitting out the seed and saying, yuck, I don't want that, I don't want that, like a little baby spitting out their food. And that's what we do to Jesus when we won't take the time to hear him, to get to know him, to really respect him as a person and have a relationship with him. We're spitting out that food. That seed, we're spitting that seed out and saying, no, I don't want you. I'd rather worry. I, I'd rather have um, my flesh just have whatever it wants. I'd rather suffice myself really with something else. I'd rather have my own care. I'd rather be distracted. And really, those are the seeds that you're eating if you're not eating the word, if you're not putting Jesus in your heart. You're putting those seeds of doubt and confusion anxiety, worry, lust of the flesh, you know, all those things you're, you're just feeding inside of your heart, TV, Facebook, you know, all, all the distractions of the world, too much shopping, you know, even food, even food. Um, anything that you do too much of is actually a god. But if you, if you eat too much food, you're going to get fat. If you shop too much, you're going to get poor. But if you put too much Jesus in, you're just going to have him to the fullest until he overflows. You're going to have him as your source and then everything else added to you. And you won't be spending your life chasing those other things and trying to quiet your flesh. Because really, you know, your flesh... And, of course, God taught me this. Your flesh desires what you give it. I was complaining to him how tired I was, and I, I just ate sugar all the time because I love sugar. And he told me I needed to eat fruit instead and that the fruit would give me energy and it would just it would, it would take care of me. Your brain needs the water from the fruit, I learned. So I started giving myself fruit, and I started being addicted to fruit. And, in fact, now I love fruit. I crave fruit. So if you, so when I started giving myself fruit, I want you to know I didn't want fruit. I didn't crave fruit. I craved sugar, processed sugar. And so I started eating the fruit, and now that's what I crave. And I just want to challenge you and give God a chance. You start feeding on him. You start putting him in your heart. You're going to get so addicted to that feeling good. When I, when I eat fruit, I feel good. That's the other reason I'm addicted to it is because it makes me feel good. It doesn't bring low energy. It's easy to digest, so I have constant energy when I'm eating fruit all the time. And God is, when you put his word in your heart, you know, when somebody comes to me down and out, I just start speaking the word to them, and they're better. They're better. They don't have enough, but they're better. And so what Jesus is saying is, in order to have faith in my kingdom, in my way of doing, you have to plant the word in your heart day and night, day and night, day and night. You know, I've had a hundredfold return, 60-fold and 30-fold um, in my life, and I like the hundredfold. And I want to tell you, the hundredfold comes from putting the word in your heart. Keep putting the word in your heart. Because you know what? When you're putting the word in your heart, you're going to hear God say, give that away. Go do this for that person. Um, if you don't hear the word, you're going to be judging, gossiping. You're going to be greedy. You're going to be thinking about your needs and not about blessing someone else. You know, the other day I just went outside and I was just sitting in the sun and just hearing the word and 
and praying and worshiping. And all of a sudden, I just had this urge to bless someone. I had an urge to call someone and say, I'm thinking about you, and, and I just want to thank you and appreciate you. And it was such a blessing to the person and to myself. When you give, it's giving back to you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. But if you're not hearing that word, you're not going to be hearing that word in your spirit. When you put the word of God, when you put Jesus on the inside of you, he's just going to come out of you. And Jesus said that. He said, what you're full of is going to come out of your mouth. What you're full of is going to come out. I'm just thinking of, you know, like if you get in a crisis and you had been filling up on the Word of God and filling up on the Word of God, in that crisis, the Word of God is going to come out of your mouth. And I can give you an example of that. I had been filling up on the Word when my son was born. I knew that faith came by hearing, and I knew that day and night I had to put that Word in my heart in order to have faith to, for his healing. And I did it, and I did it, and I did it, and I went through all these stages where I got offended, I got distracted when something didn't happen. And every year we went to Children's Hospital, I did expect something to happen. And I got better and better at this. In fact, I started saying he was also born with, if I didn't say, I don't think I did, he was born with spina bifida and hydrocephalus. And hydrocephalus is when you have water in your brain and it doesn't um, circulate by itself. So he had a shunt in his head and you had to press it to see if it was working or not. It was a tube that went down next to his stomach to drain. And so anyway, um, we went in for our checkup and I'll uh, just make a longer story short because I've told it plenty of times, but there was a neurologist and a couple other doctors in the room until he got a chance to talk to me. I saw him, he was looking at x-rays and measuring my son's head and he looked a little bit like he wasn't sure what was going on. And when he finally got to talk to me, he said, Mrs. Klein, what would you say if I told you that your son Shunt was coming out of his head? And I said, well, I would say God healed him. And he was so shocked, he said, wow, you never cease to amaze me with your reactions. Because see, I'm thinking faith. I'm thinking the word that I put in my heart. He probably expected a mom to freak out and say, oh my gosh, we have to put it back in. But he was also, after he told me that, he was showing me the x-ray. It was in August. Um, the shunt, the, the um, tube was laying next to his stomach. And a year ago, he missed it. It was halfway out and about right here. And I believe he missed that because he would have did emergency surgery to put it back in. But it was a whole year where um, Trent didn't have his shunt and he was measuring his head and it wasn't growing and everything was normal. And so he, he was dumbfounded. <laughs> and that's why he said that to me. What would you say? And I said, I would say God healed him. And when I got a chance, I, I went in the bathroom and I did scream and praise and thank the Lord for that. It's so awesome to have that hundredfold return. It's so worth putting the word in your heart. And that's why I started doing it, because my son was born. It woke me up, and I wasn't going to believe that he was going to be in a wheelchair the rest of his life and have all these issues. So I made a decision to believe the word of God and follow God's principles, and that's what you have to do. And it doesn't even matter how long it takes, because, you know, while it's taking that long, it's only because you're learning how to live in the kingdom of God. 
And so your part is to get faith, to get to know Jesus, to put Jesus in your heart. Don't spit him out because of the other things that are drawing on your flesh. It's just a temptation from the enemy to steal the word. Just like Jesus said, if you don't understand this, you won't understand anything. As soon as you hear the word, the enemy's going to come and try to take it. But he said, try. We don't have to let him take it. We can just keep feeding on Jesus, putting Jesus in our heart, planting Jesus in your heart, put the word in, keep putting it in, and it's going to grow. It's going to grow. Just like if you eat too much, you're going to grow. If you buy too much, you're going to get poorer and poorer. It's the same thing. And, you know, it wasn't long before I just had to have that word once I started. You have to have it. You just have to have it because it feels good. Just like eating fruit, you feel good. You start eating the Word of God, you feel good. It's good news. It makes you happy. If you meditate on something sad, and, and Jesus said that, he said, out of the evil of your heart, your mouth speaks. If you if you meditate on the evil, the sad things, that's what's going to come out of your mouth. You know, in that situation, I didn't say, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? You know, we're going to have to have that surgery. No, because that's not what I was meditating on. I was meditating on the truth that by his stripes... You were healed. And so that's a good report. The other report is evil. To have all this crazy stuff happening in your life, all this chaos happening in your life is evil. It is. And God doesn't want it. He wants good to happen for you. And so that's why he's giving you this message today. To have faith. To get faith. To take the time to get faith. And I want to say it again. If you're telling me you don't have time, that you got to go to work, you don't have time to put the word in your heart. You really don't are saying you don't have time for a relationship with Jesus. And that's a scary thing because if you don't have a relationship with Jesus and you're not really a Christian, and if you're not really a Christian, then you're not going to be really spending your eternity with him. You have a responsibility. You know, so many times I hear people say, I don't have to do anything. Jesus did it all. I, uh, that's a work. And it's not a work. It, it's not a work to be good enough. It's a work. It, it is effort to take the time to put the word in your heart. I did it. I know. It took time. I, I you know, stopped doing what I was doing before, and I just make it the center of my life because without it, I don't feel good. Without the fruit, I don't feel good. I don't want to be lethargic. I don't want to be sick. I don't want to be broke. I don't want to be caught up in the chaos of this world, and neither do you. And so Jesus said that if we put that word in our heart, then we're going to have faith. And when we grow our faith, you know, some people think that, you know, we don't even have to grow our faith, that we all, you know, are just given that same measure of faith without having to develop it. But we do have to develop it. And Jesus showed us right here how to do that. He said to the centurion, I haven't seen this much faith in all of Israel because he was expecting Jesus to do for him. If you're not even expecting Jesus to do for him, that, then you don't have any faith. And Jesus talks about in Mark 4, you should read it, that um, having faith the size of a mustard seed is all you need. Yeah, but you got to grow that faith. you got to plant it in your heart, and then you have to grow it. And that's a whole other sermon, and I um, actually did do a teaching like that. I don't remember what it's called. But, yeah, you got to plant the word in your heart, and it grows. And it says, actually, I can read it to you right here. 
in verse 27 and then continues, you plant the seed in your heart. It says the kingdom of God is like a man who scatters seed upon the ground and continues sleeping, rising day and night. And while the seed sprouts and grows and increases, he knows not how the earth produces acting by itself. First the blade, then the ear, then the full grain of corn. And when the grain is ripe, and permits immediately he sends forth the reapers and puts the sickle in because the harvest stands ready. So what he was saying is when you plant that word in your heart, you don't know what I was, the point I was making. You don't know what's happening, but it grows. I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know I was going to be to that place of great faith. And so many times his healing has been a process, and um, it, it was just me planting the word in my heart. God giving me direction, knowing I was ready, that I had enough faith to do what he was calling me to do, and then it happened. And so you have to get faith. You have to develop your faith. You have to get understanding. You have to keep planting it in your heart, and faith is Jesus. It's knowing Jesus and how his kingdom operates, having understanding, having the mysteries of God revealed to you, knowing that you're being drawn off by the things of this world. You know, the lust of the flesh, distractions of the age, offense. You know, knowing that you're being drawn off on purpose so that you can't receive from Jesus um, is a revelation that you need to have. And you can't have that understanding unless you're meditating that word day and night. Just like if you're meditating the lie day and night, that is going to just come grow on the inside of you and get bigger and bigger and bigger and you're going to have more and more fear and you're going to have more and more of the wrong thinking and then the evil thing is going to happen to you. And so I hope that you you got something out of this today. I hope that you get it that you know it's not just not doing nothing. Yeah, we were all given the same measure of faith. And all we need is faith the size of a mustard seed, but then we got to plant that seed in our heart and let it grow. And then whatever we say will happen. There's so many things to know. I'm going to get off in that direction. But yeah, you have to also say it. I said it. I believed it. I meditated on it. I found out the principles of God, and that's what made that thing happen for my son and all the other things that happened. So it takes, and I, I want to mention too, there were times where I missed it. You know, after that, I, I had the hundredfold return. It was so exciting. And then there were times I only had like 30 and 60-fold return. I just couldn't seem to squeeze that fruit out without the word of God. I wasn't getting enough of the word of God. I was distracted. I was letting things get in the way. And I ended up having to do things the non-faith way. And that's, that's not the place you want to be. I mean, 30, 60, and 100-fold is a growth, but it can also be a growth backwards. You can get off of the word, and you can go backwards. You can actually lose um, a healing or something that a manifestation you had from God. So you got to keep going and keep going and keep going, getting that word in your heart until you're that big tree that... Um, Mark 4 talks about that Jesus talked about where others can come and rest on your branches and learn from you. And that's what I want to be. You know, I, I want to bless whoever I can bless. I want to be a blessing to you. I want to teach you what I know. And, you know, being taught, having confirmation, you know, learning the word of God and then other people 
learning the word of God and hearing the word of God and being around those people, that is so much better than being around people that don't know the word of God and are just speaking whatever. Living by luck and not by faith. You know, living by luck is really a dangerous place to be, just letting anything happen to you. You know, I just cringe when I hear people say good luck because it's like, well, you're taking a chance. You know, I hope it works out for you. But if you're saying God bless you and you're living under the blessing and you're living God's way, I feel like I'm getting into a whole other thing. But really, if you're living his way, don't you want someone to say God bless you? You know, God be with you. God help you to do his will, live in his principles so all these good things can happen so you don't have to live in the chaos of the world. Of course, that's what you want to do. Well, I think I said everything I need to say today. Um, if I forgot anything, I'm sure God will prompt me. So I do want to say that if you've never asked Jesus, come and live on the inside of you and be your God. I would just encourage you to do that right now with me. I'm going to say a prayer. He came, he gave his life for you. And if you call on him, you can be saved. If you ask him to come live on the inside of you and commit to him, learn how to live his way, let him teach you. Jesus said to the disciples, it's better that I go and then the Holy Spirit, God will send his spirit to come and live on the inside of you. And he'll teach you everything you need to know. He'll be your counselor, your standby. He'll tell you things to come. He'll remind you the things that I said. I'm quoting from the Amplified Classic Bible. God is so good, and he does want to come live on the inside of you. In Revelation, Jesus, it says, Jesus said that um, he's knocking at the door of your heart. And you can probably feel that and have felt it before. And he said if you invite him in, he'll come in and he'll dine with you. I also want you to know, dine with you, I like to say, hang out with you. Because if he's going to eat with you, he's going to hang out with you. And... Um, I think that you should know that Jesus bore your sickness, your disease, your sorrow, your pain. You can read that in Isaiah 53. He took stripes for your healing. He's got it all covered. He is so good, and he wants you to have good in your life. And when you put plant him in your heart, you're getting that good in your heart. And then the overflow of your heart, your mouth will speak into existence. Just like God said, light be and light was. Everything he said happened and it was good. And so everything you say can happen when you plant Jesus in your heart. You so good. It's such an exciting message. I hope that and minister to you. So if you want to say that prayer with me, I would love to say it with you right now. All you have to do is invite him and he will come in, like he said, and hang out with you. Dear Jesus, we thank you and praise you for what you did for us. We just love you and adore you and thank you so much that you cared so much that you laid down your life for us, that you shed your blood for us so that we can be right with the Father and have everlasting life, live in your kingdom right here and right now. We thank you that you came to show us the Father. We just receive you right now. We love you. We praise you. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name. We thank you that you are on the inside of us right now, and you're going to live with us and be with us. We just receive you. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you said that prayer, I'm so excited for you. And remember, he is his word. John 1, 1 says in the beginning, he is his word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and he is his word. And so he, being his word, is what you want to find out, who you want to know. 
It starts by looking at the word, hearing the word. Make sure everything that you hear lines up with the word. Know the word for yourself. Don't expect someone else to get to know Jesus for you. You got to get to know Jesus yourself. Just like you wouldn't ask someone to get to know the person you want to marry for you and approve of them. You don't want to get to know the person that offers you everlasting life. Um, God as your source. You don't want someone else to get to know him for you. You don't want someone else to hear him for you. You want to hear him yourself. So good. So in love with you. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you.